Boston Bruins are back in the win column following a shootout win over the Florida Panthers on Saturday night. Today is Monday, November 1st. This is a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. We're going to chat about that game and what's next for the black and gold. Let's get into it, shall we? On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. So please do hit that subscribe button on uh, both uh, areas, both audio and video. That would mean so much to me. Uh, The uh, podcast, yeah, we hit the third highest monthly downloads in October, which is amazing. Second only to April and May of last year, where the Bruins, you know, traded for Taylor Hall. We're in the playoffs. Uh, so I'm hoping and expecting big, uh, bigger numbers here as we move along. And uh, thank you so much for, again, making it your first listen. Please tell a friend about the podcast today. If you are on Twitter, Instagram, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins on both platforms. And you can find me, uh, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Been writing about this team for about 16 years. Uh, full-time hockey writer for five of those years with the score up here in Toronto. Uh, most recently covered junior hockey for SB Nation. And uh, we are nearing the two... No, we've passed the two-year anniversary of this podcast. And uh, yeah... Just looking forward to the month of November here and seeing if the Bruins can build off their 4-3 and three start. Uh, the fourth win was earned on Saturday night as the Bruins ended Florida's eight-game win streak to begin the season uh, with a 3-2 comeback victory sealed by a beautiful Charlie Coyle goal in the shootout. You hear some meowing in the background. That's because we uh, welcomed a cat to our home over the weekend. Bessie is uh, kicking around here somewhere, being a bit noisy, but um, I guess she's just a fan of the podcast and showing her support. Now, the Bruins, they uh, yeah have been struggling on the power play. That's been a big... Story to begin the season, they were just two for 16 through their first 16 games, and they practiced uh, ahead of Saturday's game against the Panthers uh, by going through the power play. You know, there's issues to be worked out, not just a typical morning skate. Uh, 15 minutes before the scheduled start of their morning skate, the Bruins power play units took to the ice at Warrior, zipped the puck around without any penalty killers standing in their way. You know, this came after they had multiple opportunities against the Hurricanes, including a five-on-three. Couldn't get get it done on that night. And uh, so the Bruins got out there, put some extra work on the power play, and it paid off. They started 0-2 on the power play, 
but they struck when they needed it most as Charlie McAvoy uh, snuck down from the point and buried a beautiful Brad Marchand feed to tie the game with just over six minutes to go in regulation. Uh, that goal sent things to extra time, and the Bruins uh, won there uh, behind three shootout saves from Lena Solmark and a beautiful goal from Charlie McAvoy, showing great patience to beat Sergei Bobrovsky. Bruce Cassidy, head coach, said it's a crunch time goal. That's what you look for out of your power play. They stuck with it, eventually got rewarded. The power play has typically been a weapon, not so much this year, but maybe that will give it a little juice. Uh, McAvoy, he set the tone a bit earlier with a massive neutral zone hit on Florida's A2 Lusterainen. Uh, helped turn the momentum in their favor earlier in the period, and he admitted that the power play goal, which was his first of the season, wasn't quite how they drew it up. Uh, he said it was funny because that's not really how we script it. Uh, he said it right after. A lot of the things uh, head coach talks about is just possession over position. So they got the puck trying to make plays, and that's kind of where skill takes over. He said he didn't really know what he was doing there uh, in that position on the back door, but that's kind of where he ended up. Uh, he saw an opportunity. His instincts told him to do it, and he did. Marshy's on that side. He's on this side. Pasternak's at the top. That's kind of where they trust each other, and you want to let skill take over, and it was nice to see that one go in. They've been working really hard. Don't really think they've been rewarded too much, so that was nice that their resilience came through. Again, Cassidy had been displeased with the pace of the power play, noting earlier on Saturday that the Bruins were moving too slowly, becoming too predictable. And that changed on Boston's tying goal as they moved the puck quickly and struck just 18 seconds after Carter Verhaeg went to the box uh, for hooking Craig Smith. Uh, one of the things Bruce Cassidy said was trying to just get them moving when they're pressuring like that versus the stationary look, you know, not just sitting there passing it back this way and guys uh, can get in position to block or intercept those passes. And McAvoy moving from the point up, not expected and caught the Panthers off guard lane opened up and it's in the back of the net. Uh, McAvoy said he tends to make better plays when he's moving, when he's feeling the flow, uh, having his head up, a lot of people feel that way, and he was kind of proud of what happened there. And yeah, it was a very timely goal that uh, was much needed. Before we get into some other notes from this game, a quick word about Direct TV. Now, if you're looking for a way to get all of your entertainment in one convenient place without any hassle, Direct Stream brings your live TV and on demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part, there's no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with DirectStream. Learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. And I want to thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, so if you use Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, 
Pocket Cast is what I use for my Android phone. Please subscribe there. And the podcast is also available on YouTube uh, for you to watch there as well. Another issue the Bruins have had is um, looking to make plays or passes before they fire one on net. How many times have we watched this team and seen a, a nice opportunity develop? Somebody makes that cute little extra pass. It's picked off. Puck goes the other way. Very frustrating to watch. And it's a mindset they're trying to adjust, uh, according to Charlie Coyle. He heeded his own advice when he ripped a rocket of a shot past Spencer Knight. I think earlier I said Sergei Bobrovsky in the in the shootout it was actually Spencer Knight who got the start. Uh, a feed from Hall to open the scoring with about 42 seconds to go in the first period. Uh, Coyle said, we kind of tell each other to shoot first, talk a lot during the game, and sometimes you go into your natural habits. When you should have shot, you pass it. When that play is there and the pass is there, you're going to see it. So just have a shot mentality. Hall is a great player. He always has been. He's great to play with, Coyle said. Great to learn from. Their chemistry is a bit of a work in progress. It always is. Nothing's going to be perfect, unless you're on the perfection line, of course. They've had some chances the last couple games. They can start to feel a build, and that's a good sign. They got rewarded uh, on that one. You know, Coyle could have tried to pass it back to Hall to see if they can get an opportunity in front of the net. He was a bit off to the side, but instead he just fired it. And uh, it was, yeah, a beautiful wrist shot that found the back of the net. Sometimes you have things in mind. Sometimes you tell yourself not to do certain things, Coyle said, and then you end up doing them. Sometimes you make a last second move or shot. Sometimes you have something planned. And sometimes you don't just like it when it goes in after. And luckily it did, <laughs> which was, yeah, really great to see there. Um, after falling to the Panthers on Wednesday night in, in Florida and then losing to the Hurricanes, they were pleased to get some payback and snap Florida's season opening eight game winning streak. Coyle said they really needed that. They're a good team. Saw them a few nights ago. The record speaks for itself. Uh, you don't want to face them a couple times and lose twice. Good on the Bruins to fight back and grab the two points. Uh, Cassidy said in particular that uh, for the Bruins to snap their own two-game skid ahead of another lengthy break in the schedule uh, was important. You don't want to get into these losing streaks that start to pile up. Uh, there's some good opponents that they faced in the Hurricanes and the Panthers. Uh, you want to be considered a good team, and you've got to beat those good teams in order to do so. Uh, the two games that they lost were close but didn't go their way, and the Bruins got on the better end of things in this one, and it will let them loosen up a little bit uh, to keep working and practicing in advance of Thursday's game against Detroit. We've already kind of complained about the schedule so far. There's been a few ab uh, breaks few days between games we had to wait uh you know four days for them to play and then uh waiting for the second game now we have to wait until thursday for them to go back on the ice and then in a couple weeks there's another five day break inexplicably um so hopefully the bruins can stay sharp they practiced on sunday they have the day off here on monday following halloween a lot of guys were out and about last night i'm sure and uh, 
yeah, so the Bruins will uh, be back on the ice, presumably on Tuesday for some more practice. Uh, when things weren't going their way, Bruce Cassidy did swap Pasternak and Smith early on. Uh, guys coming off their third game in four nights, the, the top line, Smith was relatively rested and healthy after missing a couple games with injury. So he was just trying to mix things up there. Uh, Allmark made 33 saves on 35 shots uh, and another three in the shootout. Uh, perhaps his strongest showing yet in black and gold. Uh, he said he thought they played a really solid 65-minute game of hockey, and it was a good Saturday in Boston. Uh, Marchand's assist on McAvoy's goal was his 400th, making him just the 10th Bruins player in history to hit that mark. Hall picked up his 600th career point in the first period, uh, and he also assisted on McAvoy's goal. So nice to see Hall get on the sheet there. Uh, the Bruins and Panthers did honor Jimmy Hayes prior to this one. Uh, it was cool to see his brother Kevin in the stands as well uh, with uh, you know Kristen's boys, and uh, we just continue to wish them uh, all the best in the in our thoughts and prayers as well. When it comes to scoring, the Bruins are led right now by Brad Marchand. He's got four goals, four assists for eight points in seven games. Coyle, Hall, Pasternak, each with five points. And then uh, McAvoy and Bergeron with two. Um, Pasternak now has 31 shots on the season. Second is Matt Grizzlick, who has yet to record a point this season. Uh, 20 shots, no goals to show for it. And uh, Bergeron as well has zero goals on 17 shots for this team. Goaltending, Olmark emerging as the clear starter in my mind. He's got a 927 save percentage through four starts. Uh, Swayman struggled a bit so far uh, with a 1-2 and two record, 893 save percentage. Olmark 3-1, and one, and I'd expect him to get the start on Thursday against the Florida Panthers. Oh, sorry, the Detroit Red Wings. I got the Panthers on the mind. And then the Bruins, following that game, will visit the Maple Leafs on Saturday, uh, which will be uh, always, you know, it's always fun for the Bruins to, to visit the Maple Leafs. When it comes to the standings, we'll get to the, uh, you know, power rankings tomorrow. But the Bruins in the East Division, or sorry, the Atlantic Division, they sit in uh, sixth when it comes to points. Uh, they have... Uh, Eight points through seven games, 4-3 record. They're nine points behind the Florida Panthers, who are in first place with 17 points. Uh, when it comes to point percentage, though, the Bruins jump up to third. They have a record, like I said, 4-3-0, a 5-71 save percentage, with, which puts them ahead of Tampa, Detroit, Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal. So they have a few games in hand on some teams and we'll hope to make good on those. The game against uh, Detroit will be a big one for sure on uh, Thursday. Before we get to some news and notes from around the NHL, a quick word about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. It comes in nine delicious flavors, and you can create a mixed box of coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, or German chocolate. Or if you have one favorite, just load up on a full box of 18 of those if you wish. 
Now, not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also healthy too. About 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, about 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, all great tasting and all good for you as well. Uh, covered in 100% chocolate. If you're like me and have a gluten allergy, there's gluten-free bars as well as peanut-free bars if, if that's uh, something you need to be aware of. Built.com uh, has a promo code that you can use, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, what is going on around the NHL? It looks as though the Vegas Golden Knights are, I wouldn't say on the verge, but close to acquiring Jack Eichel from the Buffalo Sabres. There's been multiple reports floating out there that things are hot, cold, getting close. Uh, the Golden Knights have a lot of salary cap relief due to several long-term injury reserve designations, uh, which you know they could also use for Eichel, obviously. Uh, the Sabres' asking price is believed to be at least four pieces, including a first-round pick, a top prospect, a top six forward, and an NHL defenseman under 25 years old. Uh, there's some suggestions that you know the picks will be in there. Shea Theodore or Nick Haig could fit the bill as the uh, under 25 defenseman. Um, Riley Smith, Alex Tuck make some sense as forwards. Uh, the Sabres would probably be eyeing a guy like Peyton Krebs, but I would assume that the Golden Knights would want to keep him. Calgary Flames are kicking around as well as a team who could be interested in uh, in Eichel. Now, the Kyle Beach uh, situation continues to unfold. I believe today there will be a meeting between the uh, 32 player reps and uh, NHLPA head Donald Fear. There's a lot of questions about how that was handled from a PA situation. Beach, you know, said he took it to the PA. Nothing was really done about it. And uh, so, yeah, some players have questions, and rightfully so. The Bruins rep is Brandon Carlo, and it will be interesting to see if anything uh, comes out of that. Kyle Beach and his lawyer will be meeting with the Blackhawks on Tuesday. He filed a lawsuit against the club over their handling of the sexual assault allegations. And uh, apparently there has been a call to reach a fair resolution consistent with the totality of the circumstances. Uh, the Blackhawks filed the motion to dismiss the case, uh, but it was simply a procedural move according to the club. And, uh, you know, um, hopefully they can find a, a fair resolution where Kyle Beach can begin to move on from this situation. You probably noticed some COVID protocols over the weekend. A lot of guys around the league going into it. Anyone who thinks that, you know, star athletes are immune or it doesn't affect them as much. Uh, look at Minnesota Wild prospect Marco Rossi in an interview with the Hockey News. He said he's thankful to be alive and playing hockey again after complications from COVID-19 earlier this year threatened his career and his life. So definitely still something to, to take in seriously. I believe there's only one player around the NHL who is not going to be vaccinated or has yet to decide to be vaccinated. And that is uh, 
Tyler Bertuzzi of the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood of the New Jersey Devils. He was a holdout, but I believe he has his first shot and he's getting the, the second one. Any games to keep an eye on tonight? There's only one, two Atlantic teams in, in action, actually, the Lightning and Capitals and the Senators and Blackhawks. Speaking of the Blackhawks, uh, Dylan Strom remains often healthy scratched, even though the team is 0-7-2 to start the season. Uh, it's my opinion the Bruins should pursue him. You know, drafted third overall in 2015 behind Matt, uh, McDavid and Eichel. Uh, hasn't reached that potential, obviously, but still, yeah, very talented player. He put up numbers with the Blackhawks a couple of years ago. I think he, in the right situation, could really thrive, and, and the Bruins – yeah, certainly could use uh, some offensive punch and uh, not sure how it would affect the rest of the lineup, but I think uh, he's certainly a guy that they should look at uh, picking up, in my opinion. Anyways, I hope you all had a great weekend. Uh, for those who celebrate Halloween, that it was fun, happy, safe, and um, yeah, you're enjoying some good candy this morning. Our kids brought home quite a haul, which I'm excited to pick through today. And uh, what else do we do? Finally watched the first episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, the new episode, which is super funny. I'm excited to see where that goes this season. And then getting ready to catch up on Succession tonight. Tomorrow's episode, we'll be back with some power rankings and the latest from Bruins practice. And uh, yeah, thanks again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen if you're looking for a second listen, do check out the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast hosted by Scott Cullen. He leans on his decades of fantasy hockey experience to help you be the expert in your league. It is also free and available on all platforms. Thanks again for checking out today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends.